Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 53 of Be With Me. We are in a hunt in Psalm 22. And our big question today, as it has been for the last couple of days, is did God forsake Jesus at the cross? And is Psalm 22 fundamentally a psalm of distance or is it a psalm of intimacy? And so I'm asking it in a snarky way, as usual. Are you a forsakener? Or was Jesus forsaken on the cross? Did God abandon Jesus? Uh, this is the psalm that people use to make that argument uh, because the first line of it is, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But that's not at all. That's not all that Psalm 22 says. So if you're going to use Psalm 22, Let's find out what it says. <clears throat> There's so many prophecies in Psalm 22 that you almost have to call it the crucifixion psalm. Um, so let me read from where we left off yesterday. Uh, made a little bit of an error. I said the Romans invented uh, crucifixion. That's not true. It was the um, Persians, and they did it in about 300 BC. So the crucifixion was not invented till 700 years after the psalm was written approximately. And so we, our big verse last week was Psalm 22, verse 16. We'll start in 15. My strength is dried up like a potsherd. My tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me. A company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. That's the crazy verse. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them and my clothing. They cast lots. And then here, there's, there's a prayer in verse 19. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. This is the second time the uh, person of Psalm 22 prays this. Verse 11 is the other one. Be not far from me. So back to 19 now. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O oh, you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. And then here's the transition in verse 21. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. And all you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. Verse 24, for he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. So I think I'll stop there because there's so much there. It's the grand conclusion. It's in the middle portion of Psalm 22. It's almost the grand conclusion. But it answers the question, is, is Psalm 22 one of distance or is it of intimacy? It's of incredible intimacy. Verse 1 seems to be more of just a, a starting point, a question. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Or a feeling or an emotion. And it moves to the reality of it. Wait a minute couple of prayers, don't be far off, don't be far off, and then 
No, he has not abandoned or despised or poured the affliction of the afflicted. He has not hidden his face from him. He has heard when he cried to him. So Psalm 22, I believe, starts with a question and basically ends with this concept that the proclaimer of Psalm 22 is not despised, is not abhorred. The affliction is not ignored, not unheard. He has been heard when he has cried to. So if you think that God abandoned Jesus at the cross, you're going to need another psalm, in my opinion, because what Psalm 22, the so-called crucifixion psalm, certainly describes a suffering person. The specificity to the cross, there's probably a, a dozen or, 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 or more prophecies that are answered there. So it starts with the the person uh, reading the psalm, why have you forsaken me, question mark. It's, it's kind of a, a feeling and a question and a starting point. And then verse 3 starts to hint at the answer, but you're holy, you're enthroned, you've rescued uh, our fathers when they trusted you. And then verse 6, I am a worm. And then he's mocked because he continues to delight in him. Verse 11, be not far from me, for trouble is near. Then verse 12 through through 16, basically, my bones are out of joint, my heart is like wax, my tongue is sticks to the roof of my mouth, evildoers surround me, they have pierced my hands and feet, that's verse 16, I can count all my bones. And then 19, a prayer, but you do not be far off. And then a reminder again, Verse 22 and a half, you have rescued me. Verse 24, you have not despised or abhorred the afflicted. So the conclusion to the question, in my opinion, is that Psalm 22 cannot be used as an abandonment psalm. It's one of the most intimate psalms in the world. So am I a forsakener? Question mark. Well, in answer to any theological question, and I am not a theologian, I'm an admirer, and I'm a word-based person, a person, I am as much of a forsakener as the word allows me to be, and I believe in Psalm 22, the word does not allow you to be so. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a simple person, I'm a word-based uh, admirer, and I don't think that you can use Psalm 22 to say that, that the Father abandoned Jesus on the cross. In fact, his, the accusation from the bad guys were that he continues to delight in him, verse 22, verse, Psalm 22, verse 8. So as I see it, the question in, in verse 1, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, is answered in verse 24, which is he is not despised, not abhorred. He has heard when this person cries to him. So as I read Psalm 22, it is intimate, it is near, it is a psalm of rescue, it is a, is a psalm of not hidden face. So whether that's the psalmist David or whether that's, that's Christ, the appeal in there, be not far from me, verse 11, and don't be far off, is answered in, the, in verse 22. So am I, a am I an abandoner? No, at least not from Psalm 22. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. The conclusion, if you can believe it, is even better of Psalm 22. I can't wait to get there with you. See you then.